season two, episode two. Yeah. Well, technically, it's episode three because we split the last one up into two bits. It was a bit long, wasn't it? It's was a bit long. How are you, Nick? I haven't seen you for a while. Uh, I'm pretty good, Jimmy. How are you? I'm not not too bad. Not I'm too bad. Feeling pretty good. I'm pretty good. Yeah, because we are. We just finished our year twelve exams. Mm-hmm. I know that's probably boring. You probably don't really you care. You probably don't care. But, yeah, you don't uh, care, but you know. We've got nothing to worry about now. So. Yeah. Except the real world. Oh, not well. You work. I don't yet. So. I got nothing to do. Lazy bastard. Which is awesome. All right, let's uh, kick it off. We'll kick it off. There's Pines. been some yes. There's been some big revelations in the world of cricket. Um, recently. Well, yeah, a little bit. Um, well, I think yeah, the, all the the big bash stuff. Been a lot of stuff because the big bash is coming up. Obviously, been a few signings. Melbourne Stars have finalised a few international signings, which I'm not happy about, and they would be. Dilbar Hussain and Zahir Khan. D- oh, I, I for for all of you that don't know, Zahir Khan is a left-arm slow bowler. I wouldn't call him a spinner, he's just a sort yeah, of slow bowler. And he cannot run. He looks like he's... He fields a clo- close, a... fine leg. Yep, and sure. he, he can't run. Yeah, that's why he fields he, it. He looks like he's clenching his ass cheeks when he's, when he's running. <laughs> and uh, he he... Ca- he j- I think I've seen him use his feet more than his hands to field the ball. So he's a genuine, genuinely, genuine village cricketer playing big well, match. Not really, because he's like, he's too, too fancy to be a, a village cricketer. I think. Okay. But he does look like the sort of bloke that would wear black shoes with, um, with his whites. And was it Dilbar? Dilbar's Mr. just. Uh, there's got to be better blokes than this, surely. I think he played what two games? Played two. I don't think I even watched them, but I saw his figures and they were terrible. And I don't think I've seen many positive comments other than from Pakistani. Yeah, he just people. Pulled, he just pulled pass, I think. Pretty much. Um, Dave Hussey's trying to trying to talk him up a little bit, saying, "Oh, the boys were really impressed with me." I don't care. He's, yeah. he's there's got to be better international blokes. I than mean, this. in all fairness, Stars did have that really hot, that nice high with uh, Nicholas Poran and. Was it? You're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're promising signings. Besto, Porin, uh, who else we got? Can't remember now. <laughs> Neither can I. I don't really care because it's Super Duper League. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, next up. Oh, we'll just get this one out of the way. This is just um, a fine for all time. Indian fans just for cheering everything. Yeah. Then again, how else will we know India, in, when India gets a single? Yeah. Just wouldn't know. Well, as of today, right now as we're filming, uh, the third ODI is happening right now. It is on right now. In Canberra, and yep. there is barely any Indian fans, and it's dead quiet. Oh, yeah. And it's funny. So, yeah, moving yeah. on. <laughs> um, our next find is David Warner getting injured. Yeah. Absolute dud. Flog. Just yeah, get rid of him. No good. Shot, shoot him, I reckon. Get yeah. Him, just, get him behind the screen. No just bang. And that leads nicely into our next find, which is the selectors again. Every time we, we've got something against the selectors, um, yeah, they have been umming, umming and ahhing about the selection of Will Pukowski as an yeah. opener in the Test side, and they're going, "Oh, Joe Burns is—he uh, doesn't deserve to get dropped." Or what do they say? Oh, he's more comfortable with David Warner, but he hasn't made a run on the flat yeah. wickets in the Shield all year, and Pukowski's the second leading run scorer. And then. Dave, what what did Dave Warner say? Dave Warner said, "Don't don't fix anything that's not broken," yeah. referring to his 
partnership with uh, Burns. Yeah, well, now and it wasn't got... even built. It wasn't built for it to be well, broken. Well, I mean, they kind of battled, but Burns still didn't really make any runs. Yeah, they battled well because Warner was making tons for fun. I don't think Burns, Burns doing... didn't make a ton last year. His last ton was against Sri Lanka in the like the two seasons ago, two summers ago. Yeah, I think. yeah, that's yeah. No, but fortunately, Warner has been ruled out of the first test. Well, I mean, not fortunately, but fortunately for Will Bukowski, yeah. which we've been very excited about. So he wanting should to be see he should be opening in the test. But side. we do have that fear that they're gonna pull that they're gonna pull a sneaky. The selector's gonna pull. Oh, a that sneaky. there'll be someone like Sam Whiteman in the Australia A side who'll just you like, make it a load of runs. Kalajar, they'll be like, oh, you get the left armor in, uh, just like they did with Curtis. Curtis Patterson a few seasons ago he couldn't get a game in the Big Bash and so he ended up getting a game in the the Cricket Australia 11 or whatever and made two tons and somehow got into the test side <laughs> and um, made 160 and then got shot or whatever yeah oh well yeah but that was in Canberra on the flattest wicket on the planet that's true alright our next fine is Kimo Paul for ah. his poor performance against New Zealand yeah. and the T20s. well this could also come back on the captain I think it might have been Jason Holder but yeah He's gone none for 64 or four overs. Yeah. Why they kept him on, I don't know. Um, how you go for that many runs, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, it's in New Zealand. It's in New Zealand, so the boundaries are tiny. The boundaries are like under 12 Pretty so- much. sizes. But yeah. surely, you play none international None for 64, cricket. really turn it up, buddy. Come well, let's on. take a wicket to make yourself look good. Uh, all right, all right, so... This one is for the Zupa Duper League. Yeah. Otherwise known as the Big Bash. Yeah. As the professional uh, like to call it. And it, this leads into our our next sort of big talking point for this week. Our, our, yeah. Our, seg- our main, main segment focus. for this week is the new rules they've introduced to the competition. And they are awful. They are very awful. Awful, to say the least. Absolutely shocking. Yeah, I remember... It's just not cricket anymore. I remember when G- Jimmy... Sh- either Jimmy showed me this on Instagram or something like that, or I showed him, and we were just shaking our heads. We were just thinking, this sport has gone too far. Oh, this league the has league gone too has far. has gone too far to entertain 12-year-olds. Yeah. When in actual fact, it just makes things more complicated. I think Lisman Kawhi just said yeah. in an interview saying that, like, no one, none of the players were... Um, talk to. No, it sounds from what it sounds like none of the players were sort of had any to, input in this whatsoever. Or, yeah, exactly. It had, was all made up by the league. Yeah, or whoever the cricket Australia executives. Um, they and uh, yeah, okay. So we'll go through them. First of all, we've got the power surge, which is so they've shortened the initial power play, which used to be six overs to four overs, and then you've got two overs after the 11th over, which the batters can choose. Which, actually, I don't hate this rule. It's it's not a terrible... I think we've seen it in ODI cricket, something similar. Yeah. Uh, we used to used to see something like that, where they'd take uh, another power play at, like, 35 overs or something for five overs. So, I, I, I don't... It's been done before. This. Yeah, so it's not chain, completely changing cricket. Yeah. Okay, unlike the third one, we'll get to the, the second one is the bash boost. Yeah. Where a win counts for three points. I think previously it has been two, but... 
Yeah. So you get three points now, but one point is given to the team that is in front based on their ten over score. Yeah. So if you're batting, oh. so if you're batting second, and it's and tenth over, behind, and you're behind what the other team were on as the tenth ten over, then, then they you, get a point, even if you win the game. So you you get the three yeah. points, but they still get one point. I just yeah. don't like it. Out of all of them, that's probably the one that sort of makes more sense to me. That seems like yeah. the most sort of okay one I can yeah. pass. But the next one. Yeah, oh this one's terrible. goodness. So, the X Factor rule. So the X Factor rule, where a team can substitute a player who is out who is out of the original 11, so like a 12th man yep. player, who is into yet the to game. bat. Or no, bowl. into the game for a player who is yet to bat or bat. Yeah. What's the point? Of having an 11 then. I know. Wouldn't you just be selecting your best 11 players anyway? Exactly. I mean, unless... I can understand if, say, Chris Lynn does his hamstring after running a ball or something like that. Uh, and then you bring... No, but then it wouldn't work because yeah. he's already batted. Unless they're... Bu- it's not like... They're not they're injury first, substitutes. But, yeah. If they change this to, say, injury substitutes, that would That's be fine. fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But not... Just... A sub. It's like... It's not... Soccer or footy or... It's cricket. Yeah. You have 11 players. You play with the 11 players that you're given. Exactly. I hate this. And I hate this rule. And it's like... Out of all the... You'd think... All the players that you don't choose in your best 11 would have some sort of... Like, quality oh. that's very similar. So it's not It's not even like you can drop a bloke halfway through because they're playing poorly. Because they have... have have to have not played to be subbed out. Yeah, I mean, you how stiff I mean, do you have to be to, to be the bloke that gets subbed out? Yeah, I mean, you can have subfielders and everything in the Big Bash. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, but that's fine. We've always had subfielders in all forms of cricket. Yeah, but but yeah. it just it just doesn't make any sense because it no. seems like to be so sort of complicated for the rule to work. Well, and I think we've still got the uh, the timeouts. Yeah, that's. I think that's the most annoying oh, thing because it happened oh. in the. IPL, and then, yeah, and then it's like, oh, let's make the Zuka Duper League like the IPL. Yeah. But it just it just takes well, the flow out of the game, and it just slows everything down. Like, I was, like, occasionally I'd turn on the IPL this season yeah. when I was in the UAE, because the time zone sort of yeah. worked a bit. I'd turn it on, and it's like the 15th over, oh, they're taking a timeout. I'm like, but, you know, it's just so annoying, because yeah, I, I want to watch is, the cricket. Yeah, and ironic when it's supposed to be a good game. Yeah, and then we're supposed oh, to... Sorry, a quick game. Yeah, they're yeah. supposed to make it just quickly and flow better so then people don't take yeah. it. Yeah, well, that leads us in. This this is our segment. Reasons yeah. why we hate the Zupa Duper League. <laughs> yeah. Number one. All the changes that are made, such as the rule changes, are made for entertainment purposes. The Instagram post for the rules literally said uh, something like entertainment is like going gonna go up because of the rules. That's no. that's why they made the rules, the new rules. Like, but no, that just makes everything more complicated for the players and for the fans because they have no idea what's going on. At, at the expense of the quality of cricket, they have just tried to enhance the the entertainment value for more views. It's just making it more of a video game than anything. Pretty much, it's more like the Big Bash game than the Big Bash game itself. Yeah. Now, basically, um. Oh, and the music between balls as well. This is... Oh, yeah, that's I hated seen, this for so yeah. long. Especially the MCG. The MCG, whoever the DJ is there, is shocking. Yeah. 
I mean, at um, just Marvel... plays Katy Perry half the time. I was gonna say Mar- Eddie had Sadie, but Marvel Stadium, the bloke at Marvel Stadium, he plays some absolute tunes. Well, he plays some mainstream Dakar songs, but that's as good as you'll get in the yeah. That's the only in this league, thing. I think. Yeah. But, I mean, I can understand maybe in between overs or like drinks break or some sort of yeah, that's fine, but not in between balls. Yeah, you don't need it. It's not. It's yeah. It's just not a concert. It's it's cricket. It's yeah. a sporting event, and you, that slows the game as well because the player because the bowler wants to go to out wait. and bowl and they have to wait for the song mm. to yeah because no one's going to play while the song's going. All right, the next one. It is significantly decreasing the value of Test and ODI cricket. Yeah. Um, because. Well, you see guys like Chris Lynn who only want to play T20 now. Yeah, because all the money. And you don't want to be there. setting that sort of example for juniors coming through the ranks. Like, oh, I only want to play T20. Well, but we want the the main focus or the main goals for kids coming through to be playing Test and ODI cricket for Australia. Yeah. Not T20 cricket. I don't want to. You don't want kids aiming to play in the Big Bash. You want them to aim high. Yeah. And would like still test cricket is yeah. the highest level of cricket that you can play, and it should be. But some blokes don't see it that way, like Chris Lynn. Yeah. Um, as good as he may be or can be, I, I should say, he's was shocking last season. Mm. Other than his one knock where he smashed Lloyd Pope around the SCG. Um, yeah, it's. But even blokes like Adam Zampa, they they want to play test cricket. He yeah. wants to play test cricket, and he said for so long that yeah. He wants to play Test cricket, and for a bloke that's been predominantly just a white ball bowler mm. and hasn't played much well, red ball that, cricket, yeah. it's really good to see that there's still those blokes that are considered a you know a white ball or T Twenty player wants to play Test. Yeah, test well, getting back to the the point I said before, it's targeted at twelve year olds basically, yeah. and but they're the ones who you want to be playing, aiming to play Test cricket. You want to get it while they're young, mm. get that goal inserted into their minds and get them to work towards it not playing big bash uh what do we got next we've got oh there's more memes than decent games like the quality of cricket is shocking yeah um like the, I, I think the amount of like even drop catches like yeah drop catches you i think brendan say... doggett drops three in a game yeah last season didn't he? yeah i think Bre- uh what's his name jack presswich dropped Finch, I think, three times in a game yep. at the end of the season. Oh, dear. And, like, you see, like, misfields and drop catches that are so easy, you'd think, for a professional cricketer. You'd think, surely, you know, like, you watch the game and you say, oh, he's going to drop that. And then he does. And you're thinking, how does he drop that? He's getting paid thousands, like, not millions of dollars, not squillions of dollars yeah. like a soccer player would. But, like, but a decent amount of money. A decent amount of money where he can live off playing the game, live off taking those catches. And he should catches. be able to execute. You know. I know, I know cricket is a, is a funny game in terms of how you execute. And yeah, it, you know, people, people can make mistakes, but... A lot of it is mental side, yeah. the mental side of the game, more so than in other sports, I think. Um... Well, yeah, I think the wickets don't help either. Yeah. Last season we were seeing a lot of slower wickets and lower scores, even though that we want higher scoring games. We want teams hitting more than 200 runs, yeah. or at least some people do. Um, you get a lot of criticism that bowlers don't get anything now, but it's not entertaining when there's no wickets being... It's just slow 
slow batting. Yeah. Basically, they're not losing wickets, but it's yeah, nothing's really happening. And there's those which those is poor pitches. for the entertainment. And there's most of the pitches where by the second innings they're just so slow. Yeah. And like literally, no one can get onto anything because. Yeah. You know, it's just so slow. No one can get on underneath well, and anything. And it's taking away from the entertainment from a cricket perspective, which is what it should be, rather than from a, a television or presentation yeah. perspective. You, you want to be entertained by the cricket, which sometimes does happen when you get uh, players like Glenn Maxwell, who's yeah pretty much an entertainer. That, that, that knock at Marvel Stadium was early, the start of this year in January, it was probably the best thing mm. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, but, was, I mean, you were a Renegades really fan, but you, you just have to sit there and enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't. I actually did. He was hitting it to all parts of the ground. And I was, I was really annoyed when you know you got good old old mate Richard Gleeson, you know, bowling oh, yeah. full tosses. But I think even balls that are just like, you know, a good ball that could probably <laughs> yeah. get anyone else out, but he's just doing all these just the way, shots. How well he hits the ball is ridiculous. And watching him in the and ODIs. And how consistently he can do it as well. And watching him in the ODIs, it's just amazing oh. just to think what we what we could see this season. We, don't, we, don't, we don't have it. Obviously, those guys aren't common. You know, that's not normal to be able to, to be that good, really. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, Overcommercialized. We touched on this in the last podcast. Over yeah. commercialization, commercialization, and like this is why we call it the the Zooper Duper League. Like last season, they introduced the new kits yeah. to replace the old ones, and they they all look the same now. Like they've yeah, all got the same just, templates. It's just the same sort of just solid color that's in pretty much the and same shape. They look shades. terrible. They look terrible. Yeah. Well, they no, they just, they just look like Zooper Dupers. There's just no character to them except a color, and it's like, oh yeah. This team's wearing red, or this team's wearing blue. No, that's it. Great, like it, you see T Twenty comps all around the world. Franchise franchises will have their own distinct like shirts, but like the BBL's just it's just a shade of color. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's not like not like it used to be. They used to actually have unique. Yeah, because I remember like the Renegades. Like, one of my Renegades tops from the season that they won, I think, there was, like, an imprint of the Renegades logo. logo. Adelaide Strikers used to have that. Melbourne Stars used to have that. Used to look all right. Um, Well, yeah, they all all did. They all had something that made made it look good rather than just even with a the color like, just a plain color like the away shirts are better because they've got the black sleeves and they've got something a bit different about them yeah well other than the, the melbourne renegades one is salmon colored rather than red yeah but <laughs> you know like and they wear it at home sometimes which makes no sense yeah um but yeah i don't really understand a white you play test cricket. Both teams are in white. Why do you need an away shirt? It just looks like a oh, for sales. It just looks almost like a junior cricket sort of shirt, <sighs> where it's you know like oh like a Milo cricket sort of shirt that you wear. Had to separate all the kids. Speaking of merchandise, we need to we need to normalise floppies in Big Bash. Yes, especially pink floppies. That'd be nice. Actually, one thing. I More also... games in Alice Springs, please. <laughs> yeah, and Junction Oval. Well, yes, and Junction Oval. Actually, one thing that I do find kind of funny with sponsorships is that every time they go to like a drinks break or like an ad break, it's like, or a replay, it's like, oh, the Bunnings Warehouse replay or something like that. And it's, yeah. It's just kind of a bit funny. Oh, but that, that's in every yeah. s- s- sports league now, you know, it's, you know, it's a bit cringe, but 
yeah. it's what you expect nowadays. I, I, but I think the funniest one is um in the ODIs happening right now is um the drinks break is sponsored by Canadian um Canada Club. Canadian Club. Yeah. Canadian <laughs> Club or whatever. And I think that's just really funny. I'm like, oh uh, yeah, I'm sure they're just sinking down a few Canadian Well they can't clubs. actually advertise anything before nine o'clock or whatever. Yeah. So that that's the only way they can slip slip something in. With yeah. Uh, well, for a PG audience at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, just, yeah, and we can look at how... Oh, actually, no. Um, There's too much of it. Too much Big Bash? Too much, because they yeah. made it a, a full round-robin style competition. So, it's a full home and away season. Each team plays each other twice. Which, and for a competition that's supposed to feature games that are quick and entertaining... You can't keep yeah. up with it. It just becomes a drag. Because, yes, it's good that there's games on every day, but there's you can't watch it all the games. Yeah. You just physically cannot sit there and keep track of what's happening. Yeah. And it's it's not good for the players. It's not good for the fans. The, the players hate it because they, they can't train throughout the tournament because they're travelling every three days or so. Yeah, and especially now because they're going to have to probably have extra quarantine, or not like extra quarantine, but they're going to have to, you know, quarantine a bit yeah. in between travelling as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just not good. There's just way too much of it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot in a lot of injuries this season. I think yeah. uh, with the women's big bash, like most sides were just cleared with mm. injuries and... Like, um, especially, I think the Renegades team, they had so yeah. many injuries that we'll be barely able to field well, an 11. Yeah. It's so chaotic. You don't, you, don't, you don't even know when your own team's playing. Yeah. You're just like, oh, they're on tonight. Oh, or they played at 2 o'clock. The 2, the two o'clock games are shocking because you don't know when teams are playing. It's, yeah. yeah. I think it sort of needs to be like the, um, like the AFL where you can pretty much watch every team play in the weekend and still not feel bored. Mm. or anything like you may you yeah. may miss like one or two games because they're played on the same time but they're still yeah but you're still able to watch a majority still at, of the still games. at a set time not just at random time look because sometimes you'll have two in a night you'll have one at perth that starts at nine o'clock or whatever yeah nine o'clock at night and, and it goes to up to watch that yeah yeah i mean like if you i mean staying up to watch like an ashes game in england you know you might i get that they're wanting to increase the overall commercial revenue of it but just do you want yeah for for entertainment purposes? I think it's overall it's going to be better yeah. to go back to what they used to have, where you, each team plays eight games or ten games or something instead of fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, when when you can compare it to other T Twenty leagues around the world, it's like other than well, the PSL is just a meme league. Yeah, um, and if Ben Duncan. Chris Lynn. And Chris Lynn are just taking the piss. Yeah. You know, it's not that good of a league. Yeah, the CPL or Chris Green dominates in that, so that's got no credibility. Yeah. I mean, well, Chris Green bowled, the... what, four overs, one for six or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, I mean, the IPL, a lot of people do say it is the premier T20 comp, but I just, I just think it's a money league. I yeah. honestly think, like I said last week, or last podcast, was that the Vitality Blast in England is the best T20 competition in in the world. And that is how T20 cricket should be played and presented. Yeah. It's just by far the best. As I said, if you have not checked it out, go on, find some highlights of it. It's very, very good yeah, I think, quality cricket. I think the IPL has better quality 
of players. Uh, well, I'll That's I, but that's the aim of it though to yeah. get the best players. But obviously, it doesn't work. There's no. Yeah, I don't, it's hard to describe because I think the quality of cricket it doesn't is, appeal to me as much as yeah. the England competition. Yeah, mm. I think the quality is better in the IPL, but I think the overall sort of, I guess, vibe, if you can put that put that yeah, word in yeah. this context, yep. like the overall vibe of the Vitality Blast is just so much better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it feels like cricket is sort of the number one sort of mm. focus of the competition. Yeah. And they still get very good players over there as well. Like, yeah. Glenn Maxwell goes over every season and still plays in that. And you still get, yeah. like, guys like A.B. De Villiers. They're still there. Yeah, Like, and some and of the best guys that play in the IPL are still playing in England. And even the gun... They just don't get yeah. noticed as much yeah. for some reason. I don't I don't understand why. Maybe because it's England and we're, we're in Australia and we don't like in England I, very much. I think it happens at the same time as the IPL, normally... But regardless of me being an Australian cricket fan, I'm also just a cricket fan in general, and I yeah. really like a lot about England cricket. Yeah, well, that's how, like... The cricket in England. That's how blokes like Tom Benton got found out. Yeah. Just watching him just, like, launch blokes or reverse sweeps. Yeah. Like, I don't like the England cricket team as a team. Yeah. But I like a lot of their players. Yeah. I really do. Like, even Stuart Broad, I'll, I'll say it openly, I <laughs> like him. I like him as a player and just as a bloke. Like, I don't, he nicked it to first slip, and he didn't walk. Like, I respect his competitiveness. I don't, I don't not condoning it, don't like what he did, but I respect him, and yeah. I like him as a bowler. I can agree. Stuart Bro- Watching Stuart Broad with a um, four-piece in England, oh, just... Especially coming around the wicket to David Warner. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it was annoying to watch him get David Warner out every single time. Oh, but we had Smith, so it was fun. But... You know, I guess watching that challenge between Stuart Broad and folks like Steve Smith, Labrachain, oh, yeah. when he was coming in, oh, yeah. it was good to watch. Yeah. I, I love Jimmy Anderson as well. Yeah, He's probably the, mo- the most aesthetically pleasing fast bowler, or just the classiest fast bowler we've ever seen, or at least of this generation, yeah. 100%. Yeah. All right, Nico, I think that wraps up our rant on the, the Zupa Duper League. Yeah. So in summary, we hate the Zupa Duper League. We hate it. Yeah. It's not good. We're going to watch it still, but we'll hate it. Yep. We won't watch we, all we, we feel obliged to watch it, but not yeah. because we like it, not because we want to. I know I'm going to lose interest halfway through the season like every other season. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you always sit down and watch the first few games, won't you? And then you just yeah. get bored of it after a while. Yeah. I mean, I might go to like one or two games. Yeah. I think I went to three games Well, we last... went to two last year. We went to two, and then I went to another one. Yeah. I went to the Renegades. Oh, one game. of them was only because we won tickets. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We got in for free, so it was. Yeah, we just true. went. I mean, we we're, think- we're thinking of going, but we won yeah. tickets instead. So, yeah, we we're fine with that. I think, but I think three games is probably the most I've been to in a season. That's probably the most yeah. I want to go to in a season. It's just, it's just too much. All right, enough of that. Yeah, let's get on to your nuffy news. My nuffy news. Okay, let's do it. I'm very unprepared for this. I'm not gonna lie. But I just want to say, Mitchell Stark is an absolute flog and a spud. I agree with him being a spud. I don't think he's a flog, but yeah. Or maybe not so much a flog. He's but a bit of a been just a bit an of a absolute spud, spud. Like first ODI bowls nine overs, one for sixty-five with an incoming rate of seven point two. In a losing side, that's terrible. And in the second ODI, what does he do? 
bowls nine overs, none for 82. Actually, in the first over of the first first ODI, went for 20 runs. Yeah. With, with, what, four no balls, four wides. Something like that. Just absolutely chaotic. And this is the... This is like vintage Mitchell Stark we're seeing. Yep. It's just where it's just sprayed all over the shop. I remember there was one test series. I think it might have been the one before the 2013-14 Ashes where we won 5-0. I think it was like the series before yeah. that where he was just spraying it everywhere and everyone's like, oh, this bloke's an absolute dud. Is that the one against Sri Lanka, I think? I think so. Yeah. And he's just bowling everything down leg or wide outside off him. Didn't keep the same yep. spot. Wasn't keeping any spots consistently. And now, what's he done? He's complaining. He's got a little bit of... Tick- he's, got a, he's got a niggle. He's got a little niggle in the back. Absolutely soft. <laughs> like, just because you've bowled, what, 18 overs for a... What, you don't have a stress fracture? Get in the team, come on. <laughs> but... He could have had a wicket, but what did he do? He bowled a front he foot. He bowled no, a front foot. No, yes, he did. The crease line doesn't move. The crease, the crease line's always stayed at the same spot in every wicket, but you still manage to put your front foot over that line. Yep. Absolute spud. Spud. Like, you're paid to do this. You're paid the big bucks. Everyone like. Yeah, that is true. The pe- amount of fast bowlers that overstep. I, th- I think it's just... Ridiculous. That's... I think that could be a, my next nothing news, I reckon. Even just ja- James Patterson a few seasons ago against West Indies. He oh, took that was terrible. All off no balls. That was absolutely shocking. I think fast bowlers in general are just... Some some of them are just absolute spuds and just so mm. stupid because... I get that like, sometimes you get a little bit overexcited and run in a bit faster and might overstep. I, d- I used to do that a lot. But yeah. I, so, when you're paid to do it and you're doing it three or four days a week, yeah, and especially now really with this new technology be. of the third umpire checking front foot. I think like, you'll be surprised at how many no balls are actually bowled. Yeah, and, and yeah. that just highlights it. And it's like, what's been, what's happening at training? Like, I've got a mate that bowls front foot no balls all the time at training sessions, and he's like, oh, it's just training, so it doesn't matter. And then once you do, yeah. he gets to a game, he has to put his front foot a foot back. <laughs> so what does he do? He puts his line, his length, a whole foot back. Yeah. So now he just puts it in the slot for everyone, and it's too short. So he just gets hit, gets absolutely carded on the weekend. Then again, the, the fastest bowlers in the nets always do bowl off 16 metres. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Training. Yeah. <laughs> always I, have. The fastest bowler at our club ha- has been doing it for years in the nets. And I just think, like, what's happening at training <laughs> in, like, the Australian camp? Like, uh, he, still, he still gets it right on, on a Saturday, though, which is weird. I don't, don't get that, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, it just makes me think sort of like what's happening with like Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, Josh Hazelwood at training. Like, are people checking their front foots or are they just sort of just bowling willy-nilly? Yeah, and just probably not. not. I wouldn't have thought so. Wouldn't be high on the agenda. See, I, I think it should be because it's obviously an issue where oh, yeah. people are taking wickets and they're not counted or people are, you know... Jack Leach is doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, was it Chahal leg spinner was bowled one the other day? Is, his, is it Chahal? That, oh, well, but, he, he bowled yeah. a front foot no ball and the third umpire checked it, so he had to re-bowl it. Yeah. And then Finch slogs... Was it reverse swept him or switch hit him for four? Oh, it was a shocking shot, that one. But It, it was a shocker, but, yeah. you know, he bowled a front... A Actually, spinner. yeah, a fine Finch for the worst switch hit ever. And he got the job done. It, Actually, got, it went for four, but it was... It was 
Actually, um, the I think, technique wasn't quite there. I think that's the first time I've seen Finch connect with the Switch yet. Ian Chappell would not have been happy. <laughs> I think I've seen Finch hit like try and hit like three or four Switch hits, and he's gotten out every single yeah. time. It's like Smith with the ramp shot. Every time you put on the stumps and it's and Smith tries to ramp it, he gets yep. bowled every time. But on to Mitchell Stark. He's an absolute spud, and that's my news. That's your point? Yeah. Okay. And he's been soft by yep. by putting it off with a back injury. All right. I think we've gone on a little bit too long with this one. but So let's get on to mm. stories from finally. Yeah. You're up this, I'm up this one. This one. Okay. Um, I, I went in the last podcast. Yep. Okay, my story happened two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing fifths, as, as always. As usual. A- as usual. And we are playing against kill sites, I want to say fours. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Probably. And this bloke... Uh, so I was opening the batting, and uh, this little short, fat bloke, bald head, mm-hmm. came in and bowled little... I don't know, little baby outies. Yeah, pretty probably, much. Yeah, pretty much, just little. What you get? Little, just sort of gobbly gooks. I don't know what yeah, you yeah, call yeah. it. And uh, get and anyway, I got dropped off this bloke, and then the next over I got bowled. Nice. So I'm like, that's you know, I made three or something like that opening the batting. And I'm like, bit gutted. And um, anyway, as I leave, I see there's these people from Kilsyth, some supporters sitting on a bench with uh some bottles of champagne. Oh. And I'm like. What's, what's the celebration? What's going on here? So then, um, the next week, I come back and the champagnes and the same supporters, the same with the champagne and everything, all set up. And uh, this fat bloke, this bald, short, fat bloke from Kilsyth comes on, and he gets a wicket. Oh, and he starts okay. taking his shirt off. Oh no! And it is the most disgusting <laughs> thing I've ever seen. He starts taking his shirt off, starts running around, starts, you know, doing the cowboy with his shirt, you know, just sort of whipping it around. He's running around Lipscomb Park in Croydon, just having the time of his life. That's the nicer part of Croydon too, that's where I live. (laughs) And then I found out that that was his 250th career wicket after Ah. after like 20 years of cricket, of playing. What, and you got dropped off him? Yeah. Ah, so I could have been. So you could have been that. Wicked. <laughs> I could have been that wicked. Then I found, it, and that's why all the champagne was there. So they'd set up the champagne last week for him to get his two hundred and fiftieth oh. wicket. I mean, it probably wasn't given the inaccuracy of my cricket, but yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I found that it took him twenty years because he'd been suspended that many times. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what, you know what he got suspended for? No. Nah. Being... So he hadn't played cricket in 20 years? No, he'd played cricket like throughout 20 years, but like in between he'd been suspended every oh. now and then. He'd got suspended. Oh, so over the course of 20 years? Over the course of 20 years he'd been suspended. Oh, yeah, stiff. So, um, yeah, so that's my story. I mean, not stiff if he deserved it. So that's my um story from that, Fine League. That's a story from Fine League. Not as long as my one, but still a yeah. funny one nonetheless. Yeah. And I think that wraps up our podcast, Nico. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, so, as always, uh, go and follow us on Instagram at Finally Cricket. Uh, like the potty, share the potty. Yep. Share our Instagram account, get L- us out there. Listen to old potties if you want to. Yeah. I don't know why you would, um, but, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to not recommend it, 
but I'm not going to recommend it as well. Especially <laughs> the early ones. Episode one, shocking. Yeah. No. But no good. Catch you later. Yep. Thanks. Thank you.